Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. What's poppin' congregation? It's your girl, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess, and you're back for another installment of You Know What It Is, Scam Goddess! This is the podcast where we break down robbery, fraud, chicanery, hoodwings, and you know, maybe we love them, maybe we hate them. As always, I am very what? Yes, excited, elated, ecstatic for today's guest. This is the homie. He's so funny. This is his second time on the show. He's a hilarious comedian, and he's a writer. He's channeled his love for gossip into a brand new podcast called The Juice Out Meal. Not so much celebrity gossip, but think hookups at Denny's, chair sniffing co-workers, or neighborhood drama. The drama we love. It celebrates stories filled with low stakes and high pettiness. Also catch him headlining at the Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis. Come on, if you're in Minneapolis, get out there from April 13th to the 16th. Y'all can see him live in color. Congratulations. Congregation, why did I say congratulations? Also congratulations. <laughs> Also, congratulations, Solomon. Congregation, please welcome Solomon Giorgio. Hey, Solomon. Damn. That was (laughs) impressive. Minute long intro. I love watching it. It was, I was sitting here like, I am amazed. You're amazing. That's what you were thinking. Like, wow. Well, I'm sitting here like, those, Solomon, look at you. Look at you. (laughs) Being accomplished and having accomplishments. Look at the both of us. The both of us. Oh, Lord Jesus. It's so good to see you. We were kicking a little bit uh, yes. before we started the podcast because I know y'all are still probably... T- it's been a little while now, but, you know, we all saw Chris Rock get slapped at the Oscars. Ooh. And I just want y'all to know I have no comment. And I don't know why so many people do because y'all get dragged. You might want to oh, keep yes. the comments to yourself. Yeah, especially if you want to be like, take him to jail. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, you got to, ooh. No. <laughs> No, no, no. Keep that to yourself. That's the thing, too, is like so many people claim to be allies. And then mm-hmm. you're watching like a bunch of white people be like, and we should call the police. And it's like, did you not see how how much we had said not to call them? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> We had whole marches. We had a whole month of June 2020 mm-hmm. where we were like, please do not call them if it's unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of white people are very confused right now to see a black person get the benefit of the doubt. Right. They're, <laughs> They're like, like, this is very bizarre. <laughs> um. It seems like you're treating him like he's white. And that is... <laughs> this not what we signed. Is this what equality is? Wait it's a minute. Like, I thought if you, you guys want you guys to make one wrong step, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, we throw you back into the blackness that we hate, which is blackness. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, okay. So that's what it mean when they said equality. They're going to be up here doing what we do. Okay. That's, um, that's Look, unfortunate. It doesn't mean we're going to slap the shit out of you. I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> See, I feel like you can only do that when y'all both on the same money-making playing field. Like, exactly. Because I also, like, there's just two dudes from the hood who live by hood rules who are going to act within those hood rules. Listen, when the when the aunties and the uncles got up, when Denzel came to media, I said, not the, the black Hollywood uh, royalty coming out to mediate the situation <laughs> expeditiously. I said, man, I can't wait. I can't wait. My I favorite wanna... was P. Diddy. I'm like, sir. <laughs> now, when P. Diddy has to... <laughs> How many black people did you send to jail? <laughs> How can we remedy this uncomfortable situation? P. Diddy. <laughs> He knows he knows Ooh. stuff about uh, violence between black people. <laughs> you made J Lo have to fucking be in the witness stand. <laughs> Yo, and, and with that, I'm not saying nothing else because <laughs> I have no opinions either way. You know, Mm-mm. we are Lapita Nyong'o. We just right. gonna <laughs> just making faces. <laughs> what? Oh my god! I cannot believe. Okay, that's what I would say. I was I was aghast. <laughs> I was flummoxed. That means I have no words. <laughs> so, Solomon, we have to ask on the show. Uh, the, the episode that you did, we had like kind of a different format. I think it was yes. just like we did like the greatest hits mm-hmm. and some listener letters. But we're back. We're back on the straight and narrow. And I, I have to ask you, Solomon, what is your relationship with scams? Like, do you love them? Do you hate them? Have you ever been a part <laughs> of one? It can literally be anything. I know the last time you were here, we talked about your family scams. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am always very pro-scam. I'm very pro-black and brown people committing white-collar crimes and getting away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've committed several white-collar crimes that I cannot <laughs> fully say that I committed. Okay, I was like, what's <laughs> But let statue? me say that a lot of people from a lot of companies have lost some money from having me employed there in the past. I'm sure they also gained some money. You know, you're a great employee. You're just also oh. going to make sure you're getting paid mm-hmm. equitably, no matter what. Look, I, that is 100% true. I'm a hard I'm hardworking now that I'm in the industry that I want to work in. But in my twenties and thirties when I was working for corporate America and not giving a fuck, <laughs> they were getting robbed. Listen, scams <laughs> are work. People like to think that scams are an easy job. They are not. It is labor. Okay. Oh, yes. So you were working. I was working. I, I was passionate about it too. It was like because it's <laughs> you can commit yourself fully to a scam. You really like, can. Your actual work? Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> And I always say, like, if you don't pay people fairly, they go find a way to get mm-hmm. something that they need because, you know, that's just human condition. Like, if you're in a situation where you need some coins, guess what? You're going to figure it out. Like, you mm-hmm. have to. Yeah, I'm not going to say there's any L.A. restaurants that I might have worked at where people <laughs> who tip me less than 20 percent definitely tip me 30 <laughs> percent. <laughs> oh my goodness back in the day i used to work in some places that they like the people who would train you would teach you how to steal tips and mm-hmm. i just thought it was company policy they're like oh yeah they don't notice a dollar even if you if they don't tip just add at least a dollar or two they're not gonna notice that and oh. then like round up and then if you get them the 40 dollars you can auto gratuit which mm-hmm. is fully illegal in new york but they were like you can auto gratuit eight dollars you just gotta <laughs> get them up to 40 it don't even matter i was like what so we just that was our whole goal every night at this bar which i think is defunct in new york it's on first half but we was like get them up to 40 dollars." <laughs> exactly honestly i look there's like there's like every time like when i first moved to la everyone that gave you a black card mm-hmm. always 10 percent, no matter what i can't it was like it's a hundred thousand dollars on there you ain't how you gonna know you have no limit on this card and you choosing to be frugal i think not 
Right. It's like, now listen, some people are petty. They keep that receipt. They cross-reference. They check. I mean, I never wanted to get in trouble for something like that because it is like technically that. Oh, but it's, it's also like, if you're if you're going out to a restaurant and you're not going to tip your service people, I don't care if your service wasn't up to your standard. I feel like people oh, yeah. have this weird kind of lords and serfs thing when they go into restaurants where it's like, you're my servant and you're here to serve me. And it's like, no, these people are paid like shit because, mm-hmm. because of slavery. They... The whole system is set up so that you pay them for the labor and the actual establishment doesn't. So when you don't tip your server because, oh, your water got below half full and you're like a fucking petty demagogue who likes to check mm-hmm. shit like that, you're actually shorting people who bust the tables. You're shorting the bar. You're shorting more than just that server. And maybe look around that bitch. If it's slow as hell and your server is napping in the back, I don't know, maybe just talk to them, try to see if you can get some better service. Yeah. But if it's busy as hell, like you have to have some empathy for people who are doing their best. Oh, yes. Yeah. Especially me. Like, I was a good server. And that's what I hated about me was how good I was at it. I was doing my best job. It was just like a shame. Like, and I was be I would be nice to the meanest people. Mm-hmm. You'll never get that from me as an individual outside of the restaurant <laughs> industry. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the slightest idea, concept of that individual. Like, if you saw me when I was serving, you'd be like, who is she? All right. <laughs> Why is she being so nice? And that's another thing some weirdos know they can take advantage of is they're like, oh, well, these servers, like, they need tips so they have to be polite so I can just be a, a dickhead and they can't really say shit. Mm-hmm. And that also counts for people who think they're being nice. If you have a waiter or, you know, anybody who's attending to your table and you're trying to stop them and do bids and, and be a comedy funny man, like, nobody asks for that. Like, your servers aren't there to entertain you. And mm-hmm. if you're holding them up with stories and shit and they're not looking like they're interested, if they're looking around on the floor like they got to get to the next table you're just kind of fucking with them because you can yeah, and that's no. not cool either my laughter is not free okay if you want my <laughs> laughter there better be a guarantee of at least 25 percent of a I, tip i feel like those are always the people who tip like eight percent and then they want to mm-hmm. do a whole fucking comedy bit with you and it's like bitch you came to this restaurant no. with somebody and if you didn't pick up a book bitch what do i look like <laughs> pbs i don't do free entertainment <laughs> no like oh you hated that plate you just cleaned up yeah i heard that joke seven times in the last hour what do you want me to do right and you gotta laugh every time i felt myself dying inside every time i would have to laugh at the same joke i've heard over and over and over again Mm -hmm. there's always a small part of me that wishes i could go back and just work a restaurant job for one day and be the shitty ass server i always wanted to be right be like a dick slash resort server just be just mean as hell because i remember when the light flickered out of my eyes laughing at the same like lick the plate joke just like <laughs> uh, oh, just flip the plates around just knock over tables pour oh drinks into laps oh it'd be a good day that waitress is fist fighting her table <laughs> She just walked up. They just sat down. I don't, I don't know why she's just embroiled. Boxing just in the back up. of the head. For no- <laughs> oh, Lord, she's picking up a candle. What's happening? <laughs> oh, that would oh, be good. Oh, oh, that'd be good. <laughs> Shout out to people in the service industry. Been there. Been Love there. you. Love Stay you. Stay safe. Stay strong. <laughs> <laughs> You'll make it through. Or not. <laughs> or not. <laughs> Life is not always fair. Right. And sometimes you don't need to make it all the way through something. You can make it no. halfway through it. You can just leave. You know, you just hit leave. an emergency exit. You don't got to make it through. Yeah. You know what I mean? Look, so, this, you can get another restaurant job. 
<laughs> right, there's so many, and 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 now um, Applebee's. Uh, this is coming out later. So, but there was a little bit uh, a few weeks ago. Applebee's got into trouble because one of their uh, franchisee people mm. like sent out an email on whatever Slack chain they use and was like, "These these high gas prices are really gonna work out for us because now the girls are gonna need two jobs." And like, he, like oh, they dragged this man. They were like, "Oh, now we can get those. You know, the the market is gonna be better for us now that." you know the great resignation they're hoping that the demand for jobs a second job yeah will go up he's like, greasy how ass. can you even type some shit like this it's because they don't see these people as human beings that's why they call it labor it's like who's doing it yeah it's it's truly it's like don't show your ass that's all you gotta do in this life that people love to show their ass they get very comfortable i'm like especially mm-hmm. in type font like you gonna, you gonna type your ass if you're going to show your ass, at least do it in person. Don't type your yeah. ass. Have somebody else record it. Don't be the person that exposes yourself. Oh, embarrassing. Truly. But guys, let's get into our first segment here. What is hot and fraud? This is what we'll warn our listeners about popping frauds in the zeitgeist. And more often than not, we get a letter from you. And today we have a short letter uh, because we have a longer topic <laughs> at hand during the hoodwink, something you guys have been waiting for. But so for our short little letter here, I just need a name, Solomon. Gender doesn't matter. We don't care. Badina. Did you say vagina? I said Badina. Badina. <laughs> oh, that classic name, Badina. You know, good old Badina. Good old Badina. You know who I ran it to? Down Badina at the church Lawrence house? Silvers. Badina. <laughs> yeah, she's still having that baby. We don't know who is mm-hmm. bad, but Badina gonna have it. <laughs> so, Badina says, hey, Lacey, <laughs> love the pod. You did this. You did this. <laughs> That's what I have to do it. <laughs> Badina says, and this guy, this kind of goes into like the juice because Badina's mm-hmm. giving us a little of the juice Ooh, right now, like gossip. Your, some gossip. So and and mm-hmm. some very close to home gossip. Badina, you snitching out people who <laughs> share a residence with. So Badina says, my boyfriend knows a multitude of scams, and after moving from Bulgaria to Las Vegas, okay, yeah, when you move to Las Vegas intentionally. <laughs> You're a criminal. We know what's up. Because there ain't shit to do in Las Vegas but crime. Like, it's a city where they were like, we just gonna do it in the desert. Crime? We all cool with this? Yeah, it's too hot. It's really too hot to follow it's, the law. There's no need to be there unless you're committing crimes. Like, I, I don't know if there's museums in Vegas. I don't know if you can get any culture, but I know you can find a lot of crime. Mm-hmm. If you're there for more than three days, you either be dead or you're committing crimes. <laughs> I remember the first time I went to Vegas with my homegirls and we were in college and we went um, for five days and I'll never forget that every single time we told somebody how long we were there they're like how long out here we were like oh yeah till Wednesday they're like oh my god like everyone <laughs> was like what what are y'all doing are y'all okay why are you here more than three days <laughs> are you being trafficked what's going <laughs> right Eric started looking at us like blink twice <laughs> what are you how, why are you standing long you work here are, do you do you dance are, are you in the cabaret sis why <laughs> You a bottle service? <laughs> yeah, it opened a slew of questions. You're going yes, to make us for more than I'll three days. Like, what are you doing here for more than... It's two days, Max. Right. Two days. <laughs> it's just because it's too much stimulation. They have all mm-hmm. that 
fresh air in the casinos, like that and really nice hotels. They'll pump in like really clean, like oxygenized air, like that very expensive air for, air for children systems because it keeps you awake longer. Like I want oh, yeah. that shit in my house. Like <laughs> it keeps you awake longer and then you stay in there. They don't put clocks out anywhere in casinos because they don't want you to know what time it is or how long you've been there. Because that's the other thing is that if you're not if you're not in Vegas to commit crimes, you're in Vegas to be a mark. Right. You're there to get crimed on. (laughs) There's only two positions to play in Vegas. (laughs) You're doing the crime or the crime is being done to you. (laughs) You're receiving it or you're taking it. There's no other options. So you got to you got to get out before you get fully robbed. We got Vegas tops. We got Vegas bottoms. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. There's no middle ground. There's no middle ground. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, so yes. Uh, but Dinah says that uh, her boo moves from Bulgaria to Vegas. Mm-hmm. My favorite scam of his, and this is so, okay, but Dinah, this is y'all pillow talk. You laid up in bed Damn. like, and what else you do? What else you steal? <laughs> but Dinah loved crime so much. She said, if you love it so much, why don't you marry it? But Dinah said, like, okay. I will. She said, say less. I'm going to the chapel in Vegas. <laughs> And then after that, we're going to be tops. <laughs> so, so my favorite was that he totally, uh, so when he was totally broke, he would walk around casinos and look in between the slot machines. People would usually spend lots of time at the slots, and if they'd purchase any gifts or merchandise, they likely would forget it next to the machine. My boyfriend would pick up the packages and would return the merchandise to the store for kizash. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Um, if, if it was paid with credit, he would just keep the products. Uh, the most he ever really got was around 160 bucks at once, but it was enough to fill his gas tank. That's well, 160 bucks to fill his gas tank. The fuck kind of car this dude got? <laughs> Some gas is high. That is that is that is like like committing crimes in like a 1972 pickup truck. What's <laughs> right? Is he commit? Is he in a Sprinter? Uh, or is it like a Hummer? Oh, he probably has a Hummer. It's a Hummer. I could tell. He, this is Vegas. I should have known. He drives a Hummer. big rig. No, <laughs> she was saying that he the most that he made in a score was one hundred sixty dollars. Okay. But every single time that he did it, he would get enough coins to fill up his gas that's tank. That's good. That's that's solid. That's a it's, that's a because that's an easy easy little scam. Yeah, but in my brain. In my scammer brain, because I'm like, you, this is babe. Badina's laying on the pillow, you know, they cuddling, they probably, you know, watching TV, kicking. And I just feel like her boo is sugarcoating this a little bit. Because you're telling me oh, that yeah. one time you were just walking through the casino and it's like, bring, bring, jing, jing, jing. And you're just like, do, 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 do. You know, you're passing niggas in oxygen masks just, just putting the coins in, just old people in there just spending all the money their grandchildren can't get because they won't call them. And you walk walk past the slot machine and you see a bag and no one's there and then you're like this is my new hustle hmm. if somebody else told me about it but also like it's not even that much of a hustle that's what you think Solomon you think somebody else told him about it no one that's not where I'm going he didn't think that on his own from that's- Bulgaria he already knew that I think so. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I'll give him maybe the first time he did this, he found something random. But what I think is, is that he saw all of these zonked out, drunk people who've been sitting in slot machines for hours. There's no clocks in sight. They don't know how long they've been there. They flagging a waitress girl for another, uh, you know, cosmopolitan that's way too red because it's mostly OSHA spray. Mm -hmm. And while they turn around, you know, trying to get their drink, he picking up their bags. 
That's what yeah. I think is happening. I think the people are fully present. <laughs> I, I feel like if the most you ever got was 165, I don't think they're that fully present. That's some that's some <laughs> low budget steelery. Okay, that's but like, there are slot machines. I've never I like there are some people who like to ball out on slots, but slots are not where you go when you got bands. Okay, so like so I go I, to the crap table, I go to the blackjack table, maybe roulette if I'm feeling dumb. Mm. But I'm not gonna be putting pennies into a slot machine at the casino. And this is the part where America finds out I'm the dumb bitch that gives all the <laughs> money to <my> slots. <laughs> like if you put something flashy in my face, I'm giving you all my money. <laughs> And you told me like, Britney Spears me. is gonna sing to me while I while, while I lose hundreds of dollars. I'll be right there, right pulling that head lever. Now that's no shade mm-hmm. to people who play slots. I'm just saying it's a long con. So like I know some people who will wait and see people give up on a slot machine because it's oh, basically yeah. just like how much money goes in, eventually money comes out. So I've seen people like watch old people all night and then when they give up, go to their machine and like mm-hmm. strike big. Well, for me, it's like it's euphoria. It's more like I, I know I'm not gonna win no money. There's no point in believing in that. <laughs> I know that I'm as somebody who scams, I know the scam that I'm participating in. So being hopeful about it has nothing to do with it. It's more along lines of like, I just want to, I just want to see shine. lights. I want to see something. <laughs> if I'm going to lose my money, I want to at least be entertained. And then it sounds like you need to go see a show, Solomon. I don't know if nah, you need to be. I still like that. I still like the gambling high. I still like that. I, I still like, I like that moment where like you go, like the money goes up and you just end up spending double the amount and losing all that money immediately. Oh, that feeling, that feels great. <laughs> I've never met somebody who got euphoric on losing. I only get, I'm only like, if I'm rolling and I'm hitting it, I'm hitting it. And like, if someone's rolling sevens back to back, they just slept rock. Get your shit off the table. Maybe play the field once or twice. <laughs> but you want somebody who's hitting numbers, baby. Okay, clearly I like to gamble. See, I, so, no, I, like, I, I love blackjack though. If you want me to sit third yeah. at a blackjack table and run a dealer out, I love doing that. Now that's cute. Yeah, that's how you get your oceans on. Love that. <laughs> but I really just feel like Badina, Badina, I feel like homeboy was robbing people i don't he know was if just robbing people. but that's well it's still it's a it's a hustle it's a hustle it was always a hustle even if he was stealing it when they were there that's just a hustle it ain't a right. scam he ain't fooled nobody right i don't think the people well i guess they were fooled they sat down and thought their stuff mm-hmm. was gonna get took <laughs> then that's their own fault if you're in vegas and you put right. your stuff down you we should know it's gonna this. get took it's just like you this. you should know you're coming there as a mark or not <laughs> Right. You should know your expect robbery. Right. What Excuse are you doing? me. Oh Lord. I just I was gonna I thought in the beginning he was gonna say um that he was finding change or like tokens or something in between the slots and making money. But no, yeah, he was just straight up taking people's yeah. stuff. I also thought I was expecting him to say like like he was gonna do like the casino, he got them to like give him money somehow. But that was just you just robbing people, sir. Well, he That's... said he went to the gift shop and he would be like, Hey girls, uh I don't want this thing that I definitely bought um mm. anymore. <laughs> Look, the receipt's still in the bag. Right. It definitely me. Who is what does it say? Hold on. Before, before I hand it to you. Uh, who who yeah, that's me. I'm Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Deborah. What's... Yeah. <laughs> now nah, Deborah, my wife, she got sick off the shrimp. You know they got that shrimp down there? Yeah. Yeah. So she want me to take this back. Yeah, she like... need to return this for her. She need to return return this uh <laughs> this Margaritaville uh tech right. top. <laughs> <laughs> She got a Michael Kors bristly. Yeah, she don't want it no more. She don't want it no more. Oh my goodness. Well, Bedina, Bedina. <laughs> Listen, I, I would rather be with the scammer than against the scammer. So, exactly. you know, good That's luck true. to your scam love. Love that for you. We're going to take a quick break for some non scam advertisements. We'll be right back with my favorite part of the show Historic Hoodwinks. 
Scams! Hey there, we're VibeCheck, and we are working on a special series called Hey Sis, brought to you by Ulta Beauty, where we'll be in conversation with inspiring Black women creators. In this series, we'll be talking about all things Black, Black joy, Black beauty, and Black stories. And Ulta Beauty is celebrating Black-owned and founded brands, brands like Curl Mix, Undefined Beauty, Bevel, which we all use here to shave, and the legendary Pat McGrath Labs, who's having such a moment right now. So head to your local Ulta Beauty store or Ulta.com to shop your fave Black-owned and founded brands and check out Hasis, a Vibe Check series. You can listen to that wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I wish I had a time machine. (laughs) I think about that TikTok sound a lot. Mooney, shout out to you. But like, a lot of us spend our lives like wishing that we had more time. We don't have Beyonce's hours in a day. She done scammed us with that. But we still have time. And the question is like, time for what? If time was unlimited, like, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. That's why I really like the meditation in the morning because I set my intentions. And sometimes it's just like drink water today. Like the goals don't got to be that big all the time. You know what I mean? And like therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can just do more of it. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and is suited to your schedule. You can just fill out a brief like questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch up anytime you want. So if they're not giving you the vibes, get you another one. BetterHelp is all about making sure you get the right fit. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash goddess today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash goddess. And we are back. And it's time for my favorite part of the show. It's historic hoodwinks. I just want to say that most of the story was researched from Alan Salkin's Vanity Fair article, How Sarma, the queen of vegan cuisine, became a runaway fugitive, as well as Netflix documentary, Bad Vegan. So shout out to Alan Salkin. Like, y'all get out there and read his article on Vanity Fair. Um, you can also watch Bad Vegan on Netflix if you haven't. Um, maybe if you haven't watched it, pause, watch it, and come back. <laughs> This is spoilers now. Uh, yeah, it'll be a little spoilers, but it'll also be like my strong opinions on what the fuck <laughs> happened. And it's great if you've seen it too. But also, I want my stream. So y'all listen to it and turn Netflix on at the same yeah, time. I'm learning right now. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to learn this moment because I'm very excited. Yes. Okay. So you've never heard of Sarma? No. Baby. Okay. <laughs> What I love about Sarma is she ties in another scam so flawlessly that we have talked about on the show, which is Laria Baldwin. Ilaria, mi amor. Mucho gusto. I hear she's pregnant again. Ella está embarazada. This would be child number siete. Hijo number siete. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's about to have seven children, honey. She's going to have a whole, like, basketball team. Like, you guys, I think that... Aladia is smart with that because then you put all them kids to work. You better be the Kardashians better watch out because the ball was about to be out here with all the employments. Congratulations to this white woman of color. I'd be like, y'all be- <laughs> right, this white woman of color. I'd be like, y'all better, as soon as the baby get wiped off, as soon as all the coochie juice is gone, I'd be like, get the TikTok out. <laughs> put the babies, you know, she gonna do the whoa. <laughs> like, we gotta pay these bills. <laughs> too many kids. In New York City? In this economy? <sighs> Private school for all of them? I don't think so. One of those kids is going to public school. 
<laughs> oh, yo, the last one gonna be down bad. Oh no, that couldn't be me. Um, but then shout out to y'all if y'all got a big family out there and y'all got hella hella kids, cause that, I'm sure that's fun at times too. I just wouldn't want to be the broad. Not at all. I'm one of seven kids. I would be one of the seven kids, but I don't want to be the one who got to open up that checkbook when we go to Olive Garden. I'd be like, y'all better eat these unlimited breadsticks. <laughs> Dip them in that water. I don't know what y'all think is <laughs> happening. <laughs> so clearly I'd be a terrible parent of a large family. We're <laughs> glad that we got that out of the way. And Solomon's dying. Because <laughs> so, that was my parents. <laughs> so. Oh my God, right. You come from a huge family. Wait, how did I forget this? Your family is so big, Solomon. How are you going to sit here? Solomon, how are you going to sit here in silence, in complicit silence, knowing damn well that you are from a big ass family? Because that's, a, that's why I was raised. <laughs> I forgot for a second that you got hella siblings. There's yes. too many of us. And I, I remember my parents be like, oh, you're trying to order off off our menu. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, uh, you eating what we eat. <laughs> you getting the size that we don't eat. Not the size. Like, so I hope you like broccolini. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who like green beans? Well, the place here costs more than $10. All right. who, <laughs> who, who like parsley? Plates. Who like parsley? That's what you get. <laughs> Yes, so Sarma uh, Mengalis. I can't say her last name. I'm so sorry, but I think it's like Mengalis, Mengalis. I don't want to mispronounce it. Um, but Sarma was once known as the vegan vixen. Oh, no, no they ain't got her oh. holding some cilantro all sultry. Not the sultry cilantro pose. This, 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 my, this, this Rachel haircut. Oh, yes. It was Rachel season. You know, this, you had to oh. have the Rachel. I'll shoot it automatically been on my MySpace top eight with this uh, with this photo. <laughs> this is oh. it's right. It's giving. Like she's holding the cilantro like it's a bouquet of flowers. Mm-hmm. Like she's very blonde. She's giving like yoga body. Uh she's got some tiny tattoos. Oh, yeah, One that's, that we're... that's how you know she's vegan. That's shoulder right. tattoo. <laughs> that's how you know you a, a hot girl vegan is when you got little tiny tattoos that are just so tiny, like on your collarbone and one on your arm. And you'll put one in the middle of your arm because you're like, I'm going to be skinny forever. It's never going to stretch, <laughs> bitches. You know, they got them on their wrists. They got them in the... And then I love a hot girl tattoo. Mm-hmm. This is no shade. I love a sexy girl tattoo. Um, love sleeves too. Do, you know, get what you tatted. Get what I you know. like tatted. I, but I get it. But she's giving the vibe. It's it's yes. yeah. She's coming with the the vixen energy, the vegan vixen energy. So she was the queen of vegan cu- cuisine, and eventually the vegan Bernie Madoff. Mm. Ooh, I love this already. I love this so much. Right? They say she was out here jacking people with the jackfruit. Amen. Ooh. That's I didn't even know you could even. I didn't know that was an option. I love it when somebody scams a venue of revenue that I did not know you could scam. Right. Come on now, cashew cheese. Ooh, she said, I'll there. take the cash, leave the you. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Ah. Oh, man. Uh, so, you know, she's popping in these streets, and right now she's known for being that girl. She found her downfall when she was pulled under the spell of Anthony Stranges in an entanglement. We love that word, entanglement. Mm. Of fraud and running from the law and immortal pit bulls. What? Yeah, that'll, that'll, it will never make sense, but I'll make it make a little more sense later. Okay, I need clarification. But also, if you're an immortal being... You're yeah. going to eventually bite somebody anyway. You're going to fuck up eventually. <laughs> if you think, if you make me live forever, at least one person's going to die. 
It's too long. It's too long for anybody to live. Too long. So, oh, it's Mangalis. I have the correction here for Sarma. Um, Sarma Mangalis had a quiet childhood in a small Boston suburb of Newton. Mm. Ooh. This is a haircut right here. She looked like she finna fight Rocky. I love the haircut. The Dolph Lundgren? Ooh. Yes. yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it's giving you know it's giving salt and pepper it's giving like oh baby baby like was that that had to have been the time frame this and has to like be a, the 80s like, like, like a no fear t-shirt this is this it's is giving 80s oh yes how's she get her hair to stand up like that you know, black, shit. the black girls <laughs> the black girls love a spiky hair that was a moment so you know i love to see a, a quaff that's just standing on its own a, a full pompadour just ready to go i'm into it she's a cute girl I so love this. as an adult she first came into the spotlight when she published her first cookbook with her boyfriend chef matthew kinney Mm. The couple started a successful restaurant that opened in Manhattan in 2004 called Pure Food and Wine. So if you're doing raw vegan movement, mm. you call it something pure, you already got the girls. Pure. That's all they need to know. Oh, it sounds like you're healing me from the inside. Which is so, it's so sad that America's so fucked up with our food and our food and drug administration that... When you tell people like, oh, this came out the dirt. We like, oh, fancy. There was a joke I had in Florida Girls. Shout out to Laura Chen where it was like, oh, this is organic. That means it don't got no poison on it. <laughs> like, what? Look, give me genetically modified. I want it to be pretty and chemical filled. <laughs> <laughs> the chemicals are preserving me. Mm-hmm. So this is her boyfriend. Excuse me, not her husband, but this is her boyfriend, Boo Boo. And they, and I don't think you should ever like do business with your boyfriend. Like, y'all should have a contract already together no. before you do some business. That's just me. But this is our boyfriend. He looks, um, he looks he's like fine. a boyfriend. He looks like just, he looks like a guy. That's it. He looks like a man that you've seen before. That you've seen before. We've all seen this man. I don't know where, but we've all seen this man. He's definitely made you very tired at a party from talking at you too long. Uh, that kind of guy. He's got very boring hobbies that he will talk to you about in great mm-hmm. length. Like, you don't like Bob Dylan? Well, you should listen to all of his albums right now. I'm like, no. Right. Have you <laughs> ever put a ship in a bottle? That's him. <laughs> so Pure Food and Wine was a raw food, fine dining restaurant that attracted celebrities such as Anne Hathaway and William Clinton. <laughs> Sarma was its warm, generous, hot girl, tatted, blonde, baddie, uh, owner, and face of the company. Um, she was known as Sarmama to her staff <laughs> and a champion of clean eating. Sarmama. Like, Sarmama, you know that's you know that's oh. the white people. Sarmama, oh, self-given nickname, guaranteed. Oh, <laughs> of course. You start working at Pure Food and Wine. It's like I'm so excited to train here. Thank you for the opportunity, Miss Sarma. Oh, honey, call me Sarmama. All the girls call me Sarmama. Sarmama <laughs> robbing you. It is. I don't want a boss to ever give me a nickname for them because I know you about to rob me. No. It's like some mama about to pay you on Tuesday. That's what about right. to happen. You better not. You better not give me no Olive Garden ass. We're here. We're family ass bullshit. We ain't family. You my employer. It's Miss Mangalese until further notice. Miss <laughs> Manga Mangalis. Mangalis. However, okay. Smith Sar Mama, get out of here. So. 
I love this is what we're mad about already. So she's a champion of clean eating and the lifestyle. Through her and Kenny's relationship, it didn't last, uh, but she continued building her vegan empire, opening three juice bars and another restaurant. So meeting Mr. Fox. In 2010, Sar Mama met Alec Baldwin when he became a regular at Pure Food and Wine. They grew close as friends and... Sarma even tried to find him a dog to cure his loneliness. So, Alec, he pulled up to Pure Food and Wine, and he said, oh, Sarma me. You know, yeah. he no, was... No, he, he was trying to... Oh, he, was, so bad. he was trying to get him some of that Sarma mom. And, um, <laughs> I so want he, a dog because I'm lonely. Well, because okay. he, he didn't say he wanted a dog. He started saying, like, oh, sorry, mama. Like, first of all, them, them grasses that you were serving up last night were hitting. <laughs> okay. Had a nigga like, moo, love that grass. <laughs> uh, but also, like, I'm very lonely. And I'm also Alec Baldwin. Like, so what uh. do you think? Like, what, how could I cure my loneliness, sorry, mama? You got anything else to eat? <laughs> And she was like, oh, you lonely? Like, y'all, If I guess if you get unwanted advances uh, from somebody and they're like, I'm lonely, you could be like, oh, let me try to help you find a dog. <laughs> like, she's like, I'm, I'm giving you an exit. I'm letting you exit the situation without embarrassing yourself. Right. Or end up with a dog. <laughs> oh, you need a companion. Okay, man's best friend. Friend. Mm. <laughs> I know what you need. <laughs> Come on. No, let's go on a date. Yeah, to a cat cafe. Like... <laughs> He's like, no, girl, I wanted you. Uh, so in her research, she ended up finding a dog of her own, Leon, a pit bull rescue that would become her closest companion. While Alec did not get a dog, he did meet his future wife, Eladia Domas, <laughs> at Pure Food and Wine in 2011. So Sarma set up I mean, she didn't set it up but they're at this restaurant and Eladia definitely probably figured out that Alec loved this spot because we know Eladia be out here on her schemes oh yes and um she she found Alec there was you know a las espanoling around <laughs> him she she turned on her SAP she was like Spanish aquí Spanish hockey. And then she, you know, started her trickery. So mm-hmm. we have a picture of uh Sarma here kissing uh her dog on the mouth. Of course. Yeah. That dog's cute as hell, but that's definitely The dog is very cute, but I just, I know y'all love y'all dogs, and I get it. I have a family dog. I love Shelby so much, but I'm not making out with her. I'm not doing that. I sure, for sure, hell, I ain't gonna fucking put a photo of it happening. Right. And if I do make out with her, I'm definitely not taking a photo. Yeah. Like, that's gonna be a secret I take with me. <laughs> Other black people could see that. <laughs> yeah, no, we can have them seeing that. Now, look, I, are there black people who make out with their dogs? Absolutely. I know y'all listening. I know y'all listening. But we, will we tell you never? Never. never what? Not once. Not on photograph. Oh, not on photograph. Part, you will never have evidence of me tonguing down my uh, canine friend. <laughs> Hell no. So, Eladia and, uh, and Alec uh, and Sarma regularly interacted on Twitter along with another Twitter user who found his way into the feed of many celebrities. And that Twitter user is at Disciple of Todd with two Ds, also known as Mr. Shane Fox or Mr. Longbottoms. Too many names, too many aliases already. The scam started with the names. Right. This ain't otherwise known as uh, P is too many names. Too many names. Longbottoms, not Mr. Longbottoms. That's so confusing. Like, why did you... Okay. What does that mean? What is your name, sir? 
What is your sir? (laughs) So he was clever and funny and positioned himself as an internet friend to all three of them. So this is like Twitter Mm. in 2004. Remember, Twitter at this point was still pretty fresh. Yes. Um, Yeah. Well, so no, excuse me. This is in 2011. 2011. But still, in 2011, Twitter was still pretty fresh. Like, if you were talking on Twitter, you were mostly talking to the people that you knew. You didn't even have to at people. Um, Because I think I got Twitter in 2010, and I was a teenager. Yeah, I was I was I got mine in 2009 and I was a full grown adult. And if I recall correctly, we don't have the exact number of Twitter followers that Disciple of Todd had, but I believe he had over 10,000. So if you're That's looking reasonable and in that day and age, like in the early 2010s of Twitter, like that would definitely mean you're popping. I don't Did they have blue check marks at that time. They did. Like I got a blue check mark when I had like 9000 followers. Then I was like back in like 2013. And I like like it took like it took a while for, like the popping off of the uh of the Twitter for me. Okay. But yeah, 10,000 back then, that's that's an individual. Right. That's how they, you were tweeting hard. You know, you if you're not on work. TV and people aren't just trying to find you, then you were just mm-hmm. really out here hopping in these stores and, and giving the girls content. So he would chat with all of them. Shortly after Ilaria joined Twitter, Sarma and Mr. Fox, who also used the handle, oh no, you know you want underscore it, Started flirting across tweets. Mm, I don't like that handle. I just feel like that's not—it's not a good handle. The word is gross, nasty, disgusting. Like, what's going on? I feel like I'm not gonna tweet back and forth to anybody with that handle. I feel like they tell me everything I need to know. Like, Like, oh, so you live in a house made of roofies? Cool. Yeah, this is the house that roofies built. No, we're good. No, Mr. Man, I'm staying away from you. So whatever his plan was, it seemed to work. As a month later, Sarma tweeted, Mrs. Fox be in love with Mr. Fox. Can't be helped. So she's tweeting about herself in the third person, also adding a married last name that she doesn't have at the time. But she's saying she in love and it can't be helped. She found herself fully under the spell of a man actually named Anthony Strangest. Mm-hmm. Now, the last name like Strangest. I was really shocked that she did something strange. Okay. So a little bit about Anthony. So we're looking at a photo of Anthony with Sar Mama's dog, Leon. Mm-hmm. And this man is, he's like almost attractive. This is the kind of man that scares me about dating apps because I feel like from certain angles, he could look handsome. Oh, yes. And then when you see him in person, you'll be like, wait a minute, you're not handsome. Mm-hmm. The thing that Tinder taught us all is that every ugly person can take one good picture. And good, and I like that. For I everybody. love that for them. Because everybody for them. <laughs> <laughs> the for them was so hard, Solomon. And I love that for them. But I'm gonna always need three more pictures. <laughs> right. Bro, because there's some people you get on those apps and you're like zooming, you like tilting your phone like 45 degrees. You're like, what does this person actually look like? Like they, um, they just tilt their heads a little bit and their face looks fantastic, but then when they straighten up their head, everything's yeah, like, on a slam. <laughs> Right, it's a different, it's a different head, and now oh, we all have angles. Your face is sliding off. Right, we all have our angles now. No shade for an angle. I know my angles, but yeah, it's just, so that's what he's giving, Mister Anthony here. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't uh, be surprised if that head tilted and it was lopsided. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what it's giving. So when Anthony was 23 and living with his father in a trailer park, he met Stacy Avery. Stacy was a young mother who so quickly fell under his spell that the two married in Las Vegas just months after they met. See, married in Las Vegas. Oof. Somebody was going to get robbed. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few months <laughs> in, Stacy was with child. And Anthony had pawned her jewelry, say, mm, and claimed he was due to inherit millions from an aunt. He robbed his pregnant wife. That's a double robbery, because you also this. robbing the baby. What did the baby do other Ooh. than scam its way into Ooh. a womb? Ooh. What did it do? But also, those are Vegas rules. <laughs> they are the Vegas rules. Those they are the Vegas, Vegas rules. rules. That's fair. She should have been plotting to scam him that whole time, too. Right. Anthony never visited his son nor sent support after he left. Wow, Anthony. Way to not listen to the bus ads that are all around Los Angeles about how to be a dad. Like, have y'all seen those commercials out there? I've talked about it before. Those commercials is like, spend time with your kids today. And then it's like, brought to you by the Be a Dad Fund. It's like, when we have to raise money and put out commercials yeah. to tell also, men to take care of their children. also, would weird follow-up if you were like, he, he, he sold all the jewelry and said he and robbed them. But then he actually became a good dad. Right. <laughs> that he plays, was a weird follow-up. <laughs> he plays catch for the son every weekend. When his son throws the ball, he takes it, gets in his car, and leaves. <laughs> But they're still playing. (laughs) (laughs) So in 2011, Anthony was 30 and living with his father in a van in New Bedford, Massachusetts. So as Sarma and Anthony's entanglement grew, so did Anthony and his father's estrangement. On July 6, 2012, John Stranger Sr. was found to have died uninspectedly in his van at the age of 72. Ooh. So okay. we don't know if unexpectedly, unexpectedly, <laughs> no one had expected it. Um, I don't know if Anthony expected it. <laughs> I don't know if he, he definitely was, did not expect it. He was like, maybe I got a few more years in me. I don't know if he was as shocked as we were. <laughs> I can't make any allegations. The van got too big Ooh. for both of them. Maybe we don't know. Look, a bad. <laughs> I'm following along still. I, right. I, I have nothing to say about that. So after flirting via Twitter for several months, Sarma and Anthony met in person in November in 2011. So they were flirting on Twitter, but I also watched the Bad Vegan documentary. Not only were they flirting on Twitter, they also had taken things to Words with Friends, which apparently has a chat section. So, you know, they have all these little ways that they're flirting that they're doing throughout Dang. the day. They're tweeting each other, subtweeting each other. They're doing Words games and talking in the chat. You know, just a lot of cupcake and a kiki and a never lot of a phone call never once a phone call <laughs> no not just a text a, message not a phone call not a phone number exchange <laughs> you know just laughing at their phone silently in the dark <laughs> so anthony so they they meet up after several months um they meet in person in 2011 in november anthony was vague about his past and suddenly convinced sarma that he was an ex-member of some military special forces Mm -hmm. and as a result was incredibly wealthy Mm -hmm. he would say i do what i do so people like you can sleep at night (sighs) like wow what a like do you watch scandal sir it's giving b613 it is really it's really like good for her yeah it's giving 24 you know I want to see this. I want to see this dude's acting real. 
right I'm i like, want to know when people talk about this situation i'm like i want to see what this acting skill that we're discussing his, his favorite actor is the black guy from the all-state commercials <laughs> <laughs> i just know he has a deep booming voice oh has to Love this. So Sarma's friends confronted her with evidence that Anthony's past was full of arrest and not what he said it was. But she was dismissive and Anthony continued to convince her that he was going to give her enough money to buy mm-hmm. off her investors and help whoever she wanted. Mm-hmm. So here's mm-hmm. the thing about money. Unless you give it to me, I'm not going to believe you have it. I don't want to have conversations with you about hypothetical money. I don't want to hear about money that's in the pipeline, on the wire, in the Venmo. You just got to wait till it go to your bank account. Like, if you have money, give me the money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't want to hear about it if it's not mine. It's not. Eventually, you're going to get rich. I don't believe in eventually you're going to get rich. Right. I'm not a billionaire, Stan. I'm not over here, like, jacking it to would-be money. Like, I'm not thinking about when I'm going to have the money. Like, Mm. do I have it or no? Exactly. But you know what? Sometimes you choose to believe people because you don't want to be the fool that got to this point. (laughs) Oh, Lord. So she's not even deep enough for me. I'm Mm -hmm. like, you could have left and just been, like, chalked it up over a brunch with some mimosas. I know they were still bottomless at this point in New York. You know, just get trashed, destroy Fifth Avenue, and move on. Exactly That's what she could have did. So Sarma was drowning in debt, including... So Despometer, guys, she's drowning in debt. So that's probably why she's ignoring this man's arrest Mm -hmm. record. She's ignoring that he's literally quoting, like, 24 word for word, bar for bar. Um, You know? She's ignoring all of it because she's $500,000 of a mortgage she has in debt. So she took the mortgage from her ex-boyfriend. Because remember, they started the restaurant together. So she took on his debt in order to take the restaurant for herself. So she had taken on this bill from her ex, Chef Kenny, out of a bad investment. She also took on a $1 million debt to the original backer of Pure Food and Wine. So... In order to keep this restaurant, she was like, I'm going to take on all this debt, separate from my ex-boyfriend, but I'm going to keep the restaurant open, and that's how I'm going to get, like, the coins back. Okay. And the restaurant wasn't doing bad. You know, like, celebrities are going there. It's the raw food vegan movement. Like, Mm -hmm. she got the price points, giving what they need to be gave. You know what I mean? Like, she just... reasonable. She back there shaking off lettuce and throwing it on the plate like the overhead can't be high. Like, she was being a good... She was being a good businesswoman up until this point. Exactly. So Sarma broke up with Anthony when none of the promise of the money materialized, but that didn't last. On December 5th, 2012, in New York City, they got married. <laughs> I t- Unexpectedly? <laughs> you know how Anthony life is. Everything unexpected. Yeah, I, we just ended up married. <laughs> Like his whole streak is to my surprise. That's that's how his you know how everybody email be like sent from my iPhone or you can put a signature. His is just to my surprise. To my surprise. Like he, oh. Casually in shock. Okay, so now Anthony got a um he got a little a little thicky thicker, but it's nothing wrong with a little thick man. No, you know? no, no, it's, it's eyes that scare me though. Yeah, it's the eyes. The eyes are very dead. They're terrifying. Yeah. And even the way that he's hugging her, it's like, obviously she consented to this hug, but I'm like, I almost look at this photo like a horror film, like where somebody just like appears in the background when you're in the the black light room, Mm -hmm. when you're in the dark room, and then you're like, (gasps) like the ghost is there (laughs) in the photo. It's like, if I saw this photo in a house, I would call the police. (laughs) (laughs) Right. 
I'm like, I, something is happening here, and I don't know what it is. And I don't know what it is, but it's wrong. <laughs> That's all I know. Is it's not right? So I, yeah, I feel like if I saw them like hugging, if I saw them in him in a tuxedo and her in a white dress at the altar, I'd be like, "Ma'am, do you need help? Who is this?" Uh, man? Okay. <laughs> he, he's staring at you real mean. Do, do you mean for this man in the tux to be up here at this altar with you, miss? Because we can escort him out. Mm-hmm. I could, I'll walk him out right now. <laughs> so they got married. Sarma told almost no one. She says, he told me if I was his wife, I'd be more protected. It was vague. Additionally, Anthony had a tech expert, William Richards, who had detected Sarma's computer was hacked in quotes and needed her login passwords because you know how when you get hacked and somebody else detects that you hack then they need your login passwords so that they can unhack you are you following yeah. you know hacks work yeah i know how uh, yeah that's i understand so, what's this is, ooh, this, it, this is the tech guy yeah, so in the documentary, they have this guy playing the tech guy. So mm-hmm. this is William Richards, the tech guy that Sarma is going to have many a conversation with, who's supposedly keeping her from being hacked because now yeah. she's married, this high-profile guy, right? Great casting. So, and all of this is off of some fucking Twitter followers and some Twitter responses. Because remember... So I'm having Kiki in with Alec, and now she sees Alec has moved on to Ilaria, and he's getting married to his, you know, Latinx queen from España, <laughs> which actually isn't in Latin America. Um, so, but you know, she's from España, and. I think Sarma, from what I smashed in the documentary, it kind of felt like, oh, I fucked up the bag. Like, I could have been with Alec Baldwin. He could have took all my debt. He could have paid for this shit and got me out the hole. But I fumbled the bag by trying to send him to a pet adoption when really mm-hmm. he was trying to adopt my pussy. So... And then she's sensing the bag is fumbled. But now she's like on Twitter talking and Alec Baldwin is responding to this this creepy Anthony guy on Twitter. So they have little repartee a few oh. times. Like Alex responding. They kiki and Sarma sees this and it legitimizes this man for her. Also, this is like before people realize that having a lot of followers on Twitter did not mean that you have a lot of money in real life. Yeah. And it's funny to me that he said he was in special ops or he was in Liam Neeson's school of neck chopping, but he can have (laughs) a profile on Twitter with this many followers. Like, it feels like if you're that secretive, you should be low. You shouldn't have social media. Look, let's just say the walls of love can cast a vast (laughs) delusion. (laughs) I don't know if Miss Sarma was in love, though. It's giving desperation. But but even desperation comes with delusion. The double Ds. Mm Mm-hmm. Now that, that I do stand mm-hmm. by. So she told no one, because, you know, he's saying it's a secret, except for when he on Twitter, which is when he doesn't have to live a secret. Okay. So she gives up her login passwords to Richard Williams, or Richard, uh, excuse me, Williams Richards, which is two first names. That's how you should have been alarmed. <laughs> so she gives up her info to him because he's the tech guy, right? <sighs> So Sarma believed him, and soon Anthony had access to her email, her phone, and her bank accounts. Because, mind you, uh, I'm going to go ahead and spoil it. William Richards? Who do we think that is? Uh, his brother? No, nah, it's Mr. Longbottoms. It's Anthony. Oh, my it's Mr. God. Fox. That's Longbottoms? Yeah, lo- it's Mr. Oh Longbottoms. My it's Longbottoms? <laughs> yes. yes, it's Longbottoms, a.k.a. Anthony Sturgis. Yes, all he his names. Back. So whenever she pushed back, Anthony would ask if she's taken her medication and say he couldn't she couldn't trust her memory because she took Ambien. Um, so remember, Roseanne said that Ambien made her racist on Twitter. So, you know, the strength of Ambien 
could be very strong. <laughs> this is what is what are they what's going on with this ambient population? So he began to separate Sarma from her circle of people, calling some of her family and employees red shirts, meaning they were bad. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the slang that they use in the secret government ops, not football teams. <laughs> So Anthony even contacted Sarma's mother, Susan, saying he needed funds to help Sarma's mental health as she was on the verge of a nervous breakdown. So now he's trying to paint her as, you know, on a like, you know, trying to Britney Spears her, trying to be Mm -hmm. like, oh, Mm -hmm. she can't be in charge of her coins. Like, you know, trying to do his own conservatorship from the comfort of his home. Uh, Just wilding. So Susan withdrew around $450,000 from a trust to send to Anthony. See, if you just got half a million dollars lying around, if you have trust. Also, like, why wouldn't Sarma hit you up and tell you that she was having difficulties? Sarma is in debt debt. Sarma, why don't you think to ask your parents if they ask got your own mom, half your a million lying around? You know your mama got trust. But she might not just trust her, though. That's really- I guess. She said, I have a trust. I don't trust you. Those are two He's different things. He's going to call things. me up for $450,000? I don't know. Where. Damn. That's, that's not a chill amount either. That's not a phone call. I feel like you need to fly to my house and ask me for half a million dollars. So I, can I have close to show my parents a dead body to even get like five hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, are you dying? We need to see you dead before right. we give you that much money. No, take a picture in the ER. Take a picture <laughs> yeah. in, and no, take a video actually. And take a vi- hold it today's <laughs> newspaper. Yes, and just whipped it out. So Anthony's guidance of Sarma went from conspiratorial to cosmic. His nickname for her was Tiny Blonde Human, implying he was more than human. And he told her that she had to undergo a series of cosmic tests that would yield great reward. So this is her talking. She said that he called her Tiny Brown, or not Brown, Tiny Blonde Human. I'm Tiny Brown Human. (laughs) And he was like, you got to go through these tests, girl, and this is going to say if you worthy and all of this. So Anthony convinced her that her dog Leon had been alive and in his previous life and that the couple's destinies had been on a path towards each other for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's gone full mm-hmm. Miss Cleo. He's like, call me now. Yeah, we did this, the, the, this, the cycle of abuse is uh, working, <laughs> working its magic. Right. So if Sarma did, as Anthony said... Leon would be made immortal and safe, along with Sarma. So now he done told Miss Girl her and her dog were going to live forever. These tests were designed to humiliate Sarma, including forcing her to repeatedly ask strangers to invest in her companies. You know how cosmic tests go, where you have to ask people for money that I'm going to steal from you. Mm. And then Mm. the universe will make your dog live forever. This makes sense to me when I think about it. Like, do you want Fido to live? Well, then you need to hit up these venture capitalists. Well, I, get, I understand that. <laughs> I understand what he's... I get it. It makes makes sense to me. <laughs> math is mathin'. Math is Another test involved Anthony moving most of her possessions to a storage unit and then defaulting on the payments so that they were sold at an auction. What is he buying? <sighs> If Sarma didn't pass the test, Anthony's violent secret brother would gut him and come for her. Violent secret brother? Girl, you, what? That's so many adjectives. Okay. He was was violent and he was secret and he's your brother. White people are wild. (laughs) 
Wild. So the money. In the meantime, Anthony was transferring more than $1.6 million from Starmer's business accounts to her personal bank account. He spent the $1.2 million from her personal account. So this is coming like this is coming out of her bank account at Connecticut casinos, not even Vegas casinos. My guy is gambling in Connecticut. That's like going to Cleveland's casino and gambling there. This is embarrassing. But gambling a million dollars? Yeah. Like, like, my dog, that is a million dollars. <laughs> also, like, I feel like when you got a million dollars, unless you have lots more millions, you don't need to go to the casino. I feel like, like you don't dude, need to gamble. Home dude was living in a van. You were from, And that's how you know, maybe ungrateful. You were living in a van with your dad that maybe you homicided. We don't know. Perhaps it was a surprise. I sure and you was not. <laughs> you leveled up. To a New York City woman who has a business that has famous people patronizing it. You're sitting here with access to millions of dollars and you're going to the Connecticut casino. Make it make sense. Like, I just, like, you scammed the scam. Why are you going beyond? Why? Why? So, but I mean, that's that's the question we always have for scammers. So, meanwhile, Sarma's businesses were falling apart. Sarma fired Pure Food and Wine's operation managers when she caught wind of the money missing. So, she mm. fired her managers when she saw the money was gone, not realizing that her husband had been the one over here making it disappear. David Blaine and all of her money. Mm-hmm. So Anthony took advantage, and shortly after, a younger employee, untrained in accounting, was put in charge of finances. So he was like, okay, well, we got to get rid of this guy because he's definitely stealing from you, and it was definitely him. And I'm surprised. You know, it's my email signature. You know I'm surprised by the theft. I'm constantly dismayed. And he unexpectedly (laughs) stole money from Unexpectedly. (laughs) That's how he did it. He stole the money unexpectedly. And what I... Right. What I think we should do is we got a a, a buster trainer uh, in trainee that actually um, he seems to be pretty good at math. Well, how about we make him the accountant? <laughs> no, I know he's still training to be a buster, but what if he was the accountant? Man, I think he he looks like he can count. <laughs> yeah. No, you ain't seen how he bring them knives and forks out. He always got the right amount. <laughs> so we gonna move him up to accountant. So talk about a promotion. So now we have someone who's doing the bookkeeping who does not know about embezzlement and bookkeeping that well. On at least five occasions, Anthony showed up with pure food and wine cash receipts totaling thousands of dollars that he would put in his pocket. By the following winter in 2015, pure food and wine employees had begun picketing after not receiving paychecks for thousands in unpaid wages. Oh, no. Anthony responded Mm -mm. with threats of violence and with no solution found, the staff unionized and walked out. So at this point, all the girls of Pure Food and Wine are being purely robbed. Oof, oof, oof. They're selling the food, they're selling the wine, but nobody's paying them for their time. That is insane. It's tragic. Um, in 2015, Sarma and Anthony disappeared. So before we leave this in the documentary, which I think you guys should still watch because there's so many fun details. One, I want to say, Sarma, you was a part of this. And there's a point in the documentary where I fully realized that she was in on this scam. And it was when one of her employees uh, who had access to the bookkeeping and pay and payroll, one of the managers was like, emailed Sarma, was like, hey, large amounts of money are leaving the corporate accounts. Um, we are not able to make payroll. This is theft. You know, somebody who was like, Anthony, like, this guy is no good. And so Sarma fired this employee. Mm-hmm. After he sent the email, like, hey, girl, you are stealing from hardworking people. Like, this man is not a good look. You know, so Sarma gave them the one to KO, 
you know, you're fired. And the guy is in the documentary talking about it and talking about the email that he sent. And then they go over to Sarma in the documentary. They're like, okay, so Sarma, what happened with this guy? And she's like, oh, I don't know why I fired him. That's crazy. He don't work for me no more. That's so crazy. You know, <laughs> I actually saw him on the street. The other I had saw him on the street. That's the last time I remember seeing him is I ran into him on the street and I was like, I oh, what's up? I saw him at the restaurant yesterday. He's he fired? 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 Wait, so wow. He don't got no job with me no more? Yeah. Wow. That's I didn't know. I did not crazy. know. Crazy. You telling me he don't work for me right now? Oh. I, I, I swear I swear I wrote a paycheck with his name on it that's that's really wild no when he worked for me he was a cool dude I don't mm. remember what, what the circumstances ooh, were to his termination ooh, ooh. she knew she knew she, she knew. knew she knew who <laughs> but she was in too deep at this point this man has sold off her personal belongings or you know put them in storage and then they, they went to auction auction she's begged every person that she knows obviously she was very well connected for coins that he's siphoning and you know she's not even standing up for her employees and being like all right husband like we can keep doing these international challenges but i do have to make payroll she didn't even care about the people who work for her like sorry sarma i, I and she's been on twitter like people are calling me the bad guy i don't i was i was under this man's spell and it's like mm, where are you sis it's not giving you, spells like the, the spell is only effective when it's um I don't know when you're stealing from other people. It's so very noticeable the thing that you yeah. do and that you're participating in. Like, yes, I understand it, but I just also feel like that's not how. Like, I understand I just, coercion. I understand being lied to and manipulated. Absolutely, but for me, it's like when when you're lying about employees getting fired. Talking about, hmm, how curious. It's like, why are you lying? If yeah. you're under a spell, tell the whole truth of the spell. Uh, yeah, yeah. You you know that payroll wasn't being paid. You know and that. You, you know mm-hmm. payroll's not being paid. Like your employees were definitely not hypnotized. They were lucid and broke. Yeah. They were you, you didn't he didn't rob them. You robbed them. <laughs> you robbed them cuz they didn't even know nothing about him. Mm-mm. That's not their business. <laughs> None of their business. So the arrest. In 2015, Sarma and Anthony disappeared when she learned that she was wanted for fraud and violation of labor laws. After 40 days on the run, a Domino's order placed by Anthony led police to the couple's separate hotel rooms in the Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. See, Pigeon I always Forge. knew Domino's would be out here doing the Lord's work. Domino's yeah. is always a part of scams, bro. It's <laughs> not, I'm like, Domino's, I mean, when y'all said 30 minutes or less, we should have known that y'all do crime. <laughs> that's when I should have really had woke up and realized. Look, if, and, you, if you think the pizza's good, then that's a crime. That's really <laughs> Okay, I won't lie. A thin crust Domino's jalapeno pepperoni pineapple pizza is my jam. And I know I just said a very flagrant inflammatory sentence and I will die by it. I love I that I respect pizza what Domino's. you believe in. I'm, I'm As a girl who was raised on the West Coast, I'm a Pizza Hut bitch and that's where I thrive. And if, okay. it's, not a, and if it's not a round table, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm not going to the hood. I ain't been to the hood and I don't know how long. Okay, I will the Pizza go to the Shack. Hood. Okay, I'm here to be in the hood and getting my goddamn <laughs> Pizza Hut. <laughs> and my little Kim voice, you in the hood now, baby? Oh, like <laughs> Good for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Police pick them up. I hope they got to finish their uh, pizza. <laughs> also, also remember, Sarma's a vegan. Oh. So they're ordering meaty meats and meat meat lovers and meats and cheeses pizza when they're yeah, supposed to be vegan. vegan. No more. <laughs> Look, there's something about being on the run. That Sarma, makes you... <laughs> you're not supposed to have the meats. You're not Arby's. You're not supposed to have the meats. Look, she's in the middle of the woods. <laughs> 
Right. I guess when you're in a place, any town called Pigeon anything, mm-hmm. then, you know, you got to go with a franchise. I'm actually not mad at you anymore. I take it back. Um, I probably would have, I mean, I told you I would have had Domino's. So police picked them up along with Sarma's dog, Leon, and they were immediately transported to Rikers. Ooh. They sent him to the one that they're like, you know what? You, you, you're going to skip all the good, <laughs> the good prisons. <laughs> this <laughs> Prison, prison. I ain't gonna pick y'all up and take y'all straight to prison. Aren't you supposed to go to jail first? They couldn't even let y'all stay in Pigeon, Tennessee for Well, I think Rikers is a jail, but that's like, it is. Oh, it I is, thought Rikers was is, a prison. Um, I think Rikers is a jail where they keep black people forever, oh and God. it is disgusting. It's terrible. Like, oh, like the black kid was like, stole a, like he didn't even yeah. steal the backpack of the 14 Oh, yeah. Yes. These people, they oh, were, God. So that's why I'm very surprised. It's in a white couple. They're like, oh, my God. Right. This is the racism prison. Wow. But you know what? The closest that a white criminal could do to being a black person committing any minor offense or maybe even none at all is steal money from rich people. As soon as you steal money from rich people, you are a nigga in the eyes of the law. Oh, yeah. If you just didn't pay your employees, you would have gone to a good prison. You're going to get treated like an innocent black person (laughs) if you steal from rich white people. Oh, yes. You will for sure. You're getting the full treatment. You're like, the, the judge is going to not look at your case for a while. Right. They're definitely not going to consider your mental health when they're Mm-mm. sentencing you. There will be no shock, uh, uh, you know, sentencing. Like, no, you're going to get the book yeah. thrown at you. 100%. You That's why I was like, writers. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bro, they're taking you to the library. They're just going to start throwing books off the shelf. You are a person of color now in the books. <laughs> it's like, right. Wow. You just see your skin start tan and you're like, what's happening? You all stole money from rich white people. <laughs> you black now. <laughs> you black now. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> they don't care. Okay? Wow. That's wow. <sighs> so, <laughs> over the course of Sarma's entanglement with Anthony, it's estimated her loss is a total around $6 million, which is crazy to me because you were stressed and in debt over half a mil plus one million for the original owner, mm. right? That's 1.5 mil. So, you've made like wh- four times that amount and you didn't pay your debts. Instead, you let a white man rob you. Mm-hmm. And then and then he this is a white man who robbed you and didn't even take the money and buy a home or buy any collateral. Like this nigga took your money and blew it at the casino. And that's a real shame here is that we keep missing a chance to invest in the Connecticut casino. <laughs> <laughs> Because we would have gotten our money back threefold. <laughs> Little did we know, we all need to invest in the Connecticut, Connecticut Casino. Because they're doing the robbery that we deserve. I'm like, Anthony, you could have took this money and just thrown it in the Hudson. Like, why? It is, it's why? truly, that's that's part, oh, that is wild to me. But you and know what? The, if he was doing the slots, I'd understand. And in the documentary, like, please watch it, guys, because he has this woman traveling across the world, like, doing these special missions. He's texting her from a fake man's phone, pretending to be talking about himself, you know, so he's got intel on even her thought process because she thinks she's venting to somebody who's actually him. He's sending her on these missions while her businesses are defaulting and falling apart. And he's like sending her little bits of money like on her car so that she can pay for hotels and food. Mind you, this is her money. He's sending her her money. And then when they were on the road, the run, he's like going to casinos, like betting the money that they have to win more money. And she was like, well, it was working. So I was like, well, this is how he make money. Like you go to the casino. I'm like, nobody can use the casino as a job. If people could do that, they would. That's wild to me. He showed up with no money. No money. None. He showed up with negative money. A criminal (laughs) record. All my guy had was some tweets. And mm. a dream. Oh, he would have had millions of dollars if he just... He defaulted on a baby? He got away with killing his dad. 
say? <laughs> he murdered his dad. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this man is fucked up. This man is trash. But Sarma, you, you knew you got scammed. And you were like, well, I got to recoup some of these losses. So you were like, well, I'm going to have to get in on the scam too at this point. Because what am I going to do? Look, like once, once you're like, sometimes people hit rock bottom. They're like, you know what? Let's see if we can go lower. <laughs> she was trying to climb out. And unfortunately, mm. it was quicksand. The more she it fought, was quicksand. the more she sank. So she and Anthony both pleaded guilty to counts of grand larceny and criminal tax fraud. Sarma served four months in prison and Anthony a year, um, both with five months probation. I also want to point out that something in the doc, the doc's very funny to me. I love when there's a documentary and everybody is hanging themselves and the documentary people are just giving them more rope and they don't even realize like the Britney Spears documentary is like that. Um, the R. Kelly documentary is like that. The first one where you're interviewing people who should definitely be behind like that, you know, like in the dark, just a silhouette voice modified, not the real voice. Like, but they are all here confessing to fucking crimes oh. with the camera on their face. I was like, y'all are on crack. Why would you do this? <laughs> Cause it's it's what it's what they that's what we deserve as an audience. We do. I that's I will say I'm glad that y'all are telling all yourselves because I'm nosy. Because in <laughs> the bad vegan doc, there's a guy like this kind of mobby looking kind of seedy dude that's Anthony's friend who he would go to casinos with him and he would ball out. Anthony was balling out with all the money he's stealing from the restaurant. Mind you, this guy who works at the restaurants who was like taking the money to the bank and supposed to be the muscle, he gonna show up to one of the um, protests where they're picketing the restaurant for stolen rages and they ran him up out of there and he was like, I don't know why they. They, they didn't want me there. They said I need to leave. They want to fight me. I was like, yeah, because you were robbing them. They know you <laughs> robbed them. How you gonna show up to the robbery that you robbed at? Talking about, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> like, man, they don't really like me here at the place where I did a lot of terrible things. <laughs> I just sit on the table once. What's going on? <laughs> Sometimes I wish I had the thought processes of a white man because I step into rooms, right? There's no one I've even met. And I'm like, well, I hope they like me. I hope they're not mad that I'm black when I get there. White mm. men walk into rooms when they done wronged everybody. <laughs> Talking about, damn, it's crazy. Y'all mad? Why you mad? Why you y'all mad? Y'all mad that I robbed you? Is that what y'all mad that's, that's That's the thing you should let go. <laughs> I spent that money at the casino. I don't even got it. We all lost. I, I'm mad too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm poor too. We're the same. Right. So get out of here. Scram. How dare you? So they plead guilty. They get the uh, four months in prison. They get five months probation, which is pretty light. Um, but it's perhaps the irreparable damage to her reputation and career that is Sarma's biggest punishment. Once the surrogate mom of a giant work family, she was Sir Mama. Uh, the thousands that she owed to her employees destroyed their trust and any chance she had at regaining the queen vegan title. Because mind you too, it's not in the notes, but they had to close pure food wine because there was purely no coins, right? So then all of the staff left and like found other restaurant jobs. This is New York City. So, you know, a restaurant is a dime a dozen. But when you're working at a high-end place where celebrities are coming in, the clientele is fancy and that check, you know, them checks coming in, you're doing mm -hmm. 300 covers for all my industry people. 300 covers a night that's a lot of tables it's money yeah. like these people are probably tipping big the checks are big that's coins so they all left found some other rinky dink job and then Sarma she got a flush of cash from her venture capitalist cause you know she's still giving sexy bad bitch vegan with tiny tattoos mm, mm. and yoga body so 
And I, I don't want to say yoga body because people do body yoga of all shapes. But, but I will say like yoga advertisement body because it's yeah. always that one shape in the in the ads. Yes. But a lot of people do yoga. So um, she got some more coins and then opened pure food and wind back up. And then the girls came rushing back to the restaurant because that manager that she fired, when he started seeing that stealing was happening, he had like gotten the girls a new job. You know, he was like, come over to here, be back at house, front of house at this new place. And they all ran back to her when it opened back up because they were making money there when they weren't being stolen from. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so she did a lot of crime here. She really broke their trust. She stole from them once, they left, she shut down the place, blamed it on that, then opened it back up, stole from them again, then they left. So her reputation is in the in the shitter. The gutwa. Yes. Oh, it sounds so much fancier that way. My reputation is in the gutwa. It is in the gutwa. People people call me gutwa all the time. <laughs> this is where I live. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it sound a lot fancier. So since Anthony's release in May 2017, he was ordered to serve five years of probation and pay back the funds to all the investors. And I hate when people get like a payback order when they're broke and have no potential to make yeah. money. Because it's like, okay, y'all never gonna get your money back. This man yeah. can't make millions. What, he's gonna go to the casino and try real hard no, again? you have to sell his organs. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you gotta squid game him. <laughs> Anthony gotta go to the squid game because that's just the way you gonna get that money back. <laughs> Ain't that's no way, the only bro. Way. <laughs> Ain't no way, bro. Go ahead and get your track suit, like... bro. Get slapped a few times and go on down to the squid game. <laughs> you ain't getting that money. <laughs> Good luck getting that money. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck, Anthony. Uh, and good luck, Sarah. Baby, you get that child support and your ass ain't getting that money. Right. That's what I'm saying. Y'all got to get in line, venture capitalist. He got a whole baby that he defaulted on. He got a whole baby. <laughs> that baby ain't getting no money. Sitting on his credit report. Credit card hit him up and said, yeah, your baby has taken your score down 12 points. Would you like to make a payment on your baby? You get that phone call. It's like this call may be recorded. Hello, it's us. Excuse me. It's your baby. <laughs> you can pay anything. Do you have a little right now? How much can you pay today? Terrible. Hello. You ha- Hello. Young, uh... Hello. Young, uh... <laughs> as soon as I hear this call may be recorded, I'm like. <laughs> And I probably got the money to pay them. I still won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you put me in collections. We can hang out for a while. <laughs> right. Bitch, fuck you. <laughs> collections. I, I, I will wait out some collections. <laughs> and it's, right. Anytime I hear a boop, boop, any noises when I pick up the phone, oh, I'm hanging up. Is this Lacey Mosley? If you got to ask, you, you, why are you calling? <laughs> Guys, uh, that brings us to the end of historic hoodwinks. Uh, mm. Check out check out that article that I mentioned um, up top, and let me get homie's name. That's um, Alan Salkin. He has a Vanity Fair article that has some really fun details that we didn't cover. Also, Bad Vegan on Netflix. If y'all want to see, if y'all agree with me on Sarma and like her being a part of the scam at a certain point, because I think she was. And and mess because the, the documentary is mess and it's fun mess. Um, I, I look forward to watching it now. Yes, this is gonna be, I don't mind. I don't even mind the spoilers. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna oh, it's every just so good. Second. It's tasty. So we're gonna take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be back for the saddest part of the show. That's where I have to let Solomon go. Robbery. 
Y'all, I just saw this viral TikTok of this gorgeous woman in her 60s, and she was being interviewed about confidence, and she had the nastiest hair flip and the sickest jacket on. And I actually saw people, because y'all nosy as hell on the internet, going to find out where this jacket was from, and I was gagged. The jacket was like $8,000. I was like, um, that's a car. You're wearing somebody's like used Camry. And I love luxury, but I, that's 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 loud luxury to me. But wouldn't we all love some quiet luxury with the quality and expensiveness of that fancy 60-year-old lady, but at a price that doesn't have me fainting? That's why I love Quince, because they have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for only $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. That's not going to you know, have the repo man at your house. I love the silk top. I've washed it several times. It's still giving silk. Also, it's got a little stretch to it. So when it it hangs on my body, it just looks so rich and fancy. But I'm not spending crazy, fancy, rich money. I know that's right. I love Quince so much. Y'all already know the deal. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash goddess if you're a person with titties bras are so uncomfortable and constricting and now we finally like have something that's changing that skims is changing that skims bras they're worth the hype they're amazing the shape the support that they give but also they're like i said comfortable with you on your nipple okay i love the fits everybody brought in onyx which is like the black one like that's normally like the clothes that i'm wearing and stuff but like i also really love the wireless form push-up plunge bra because you know you sometimes you gotta give a little a little cleave a little titty okay you know what i mean make it cute so shop skims bras at skims.com now available in 62 sizes 38 to 46 H plus get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows. And we are back. This is a long one. Wow, guys. Uh, <laughs> wowzers. So Scammer of the Week. This is where we honor a scammer who's worthy of our praise or maybe not. Like old Anthony Longbottoms, <laughs> Richardson, uh, Money Thieving, uh, Fox. So, <laughs> so today we're talking about pet scams. They've become such a problem in Michigan that a Michigan Attorney General, Dana Nessel, has recently released a video warning residents about pet scams. Pet adoptions rose during the pandemic because we all got a little lonely, mm-hmm. which gave plenty of opportunity to scammers to take advantage. According to the Attorney General, scammers will demand an extra bogus fee for the pandemic insurance. What is pandemic insurance? For a pet? For a pet? Like, I should have come up with pandemic insurance. I should have. <laughs> like, the dog ain't go- Does the dog get COVID? Like, what's going on? Right. I'm about to come up with pandemic insurance. Hey, y'all, I got a new firm. It's called Reliant, not to be confused with Alliance. Um, <laughs> Reliant Pandemic Insurance. Reliant Pandemic Insurance. It don't work for COVID. It's for the next pandemic. Yeah. It's like there's going to be a pandemic in like 10 more years or something. Yeah. And the fine print COVID and all its variants, it does not work on that. But y'all not. get ready for the next thing. The next, next one. <laughs> Not the next, next one. <laughs> we could really make money this way. So, 
One woman even bought a dog, believing it to be a Maltipoo, which is a Maltese poodle hybrid. But mm. she documented in a TikTok that the dog grew bigger. She's not only lost the puppyish took uh, look of a Maltipoo, but the puppy was dyed to be. <laughs> A more rare, more valuable coloring when the dog was actually white. The breeder disappeared when the dog's owner discovered the truth. So they out here get, taking Clairol to the poochies and making them different breeds. I mean, I don't know. It just sounds like your dog got a BBL. And you can't be mad <laughs> if your dog glowed up. Well, I don't know. It sounds like your dog was in blackface. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I got an African American dog. <laughs> and she's like, oh, now I got a white dog. Uh-uh. We're looking at the TikToks of these dogs. This dog really transformed. This dog did a reverse Rachel Dolezal and became <laughs> white. Oh my goodness. We'll post this TikTok. Oh my God. That's still a cute ass dog, though. It's a cute dog, though. Are you really going to give it back because it's not all the designer stuff you wanted? Yeah, like, like that's the thing. It's like, yeah, I, I definitely understand you want a specific breed, but also at the same time, you don't need a specific breed. <laughs> right. Also, what are you going to do now? Give the dog back? How do you expect to get a refund? Like, the dog is attached. You've been playing fetch with the dog, and now because the dog is coloring left, you don't want it no more? <laughs> Mm, she mm, won't mm. get rid of my white dogs <laughs> <laughs> well guys that brings us to the end of a very fun episode solomon we always ask on this podcast where would you like to be found what can people listen to watch where can they find your tweets so that you can start scamming restaurant tours <laughs> i'm solomon giorgio all across the board there's no other solomon giorgio in existence that i'm aware of or concerned for um <laughs> and my podcast is the juice gonna be here on team coco and it should be out by now and uh, just go listen yes, to it and the I would juice love that. get some more juice like i have with yeah. solomon today mm-hmm. uh, team just coco some tea to share gang gang network uh, <laughs> and as always guys you can follow us at scam goddess pod on all platforms if you want to see all the pictures hop on our instagram scam goddess pod i know i've been posting some of them late y'all your girl has been going through it okay but i'll throw all these up uh quickly and uh for my shenanigans d-i-v-a-l-a-c-i diva lacy on all platforms i carly the new season comes out april 8th streaming on paramount plus season one is already out if you want to catch up on the uh fun weird i carly universe Universe, a congregation. Stay scheming. Scam Goddess! This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, aka Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargbo, engineered by Marina Pais, and researched by Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming! This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Ever been to Delaware? If not, now's the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am on how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. 
I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost.